Hi, everybody. Welcome to Building My Empire. This is Lexi Godlewski, and I am so excited about today's episode. Today, I have with me my good friend, Gabby Fisher. She is the founder of Comads. Gabby, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be in this new podcasting studio. I listen to Mm -hmm. your podcast all the time. Love it. Thanks, Gab. Thanks for the support. Love it. So tell us more about who you are, what you do. Dive into your story. Yeah, so um, I met Lexi through the shared co-working space. We're part of Troy Innovation Garage and Blue Moose Club communities, um, and we instantly connected um, on our values of community and travel. Um, So I founded Comads uh, about a year ago, and basically we curate experiences for individuals within the United States that focus on local culture and community service. Um, So bringing people to cool places across the states, finding those underground hot spots, um, staying away from the touristy top 10 Google lists, um, and also partnering with nonprofits, social enterprises, or leaders that are making an impact in their communities through either hands-on volunteer work or or through donating a portion of proceeds uh, to a nonprofit that is being effective. Yeah, and it's so cool. I remember we went down to Brooklyn um, and we did a little day project there and we helped out um, and that was just such a such a cool experience because we helped out. What was the what was the name of the place we helped out at? Riseboro. And- yes, and we helped them with some just community service projects. Um, ultimately, they were building a little outdoor kitchen. Um, they were doing their composting and everything like that. So we went down there for the day. We helped them out, and that was so much fun. To that was just, awesome. Yeah, take a little trip, um, give back to the community, and and everything like that. So I'm so excited have you here um and today specifically i know we're going to be talking about travel right yeah so tell me a little bit more about your travel experiences yeah so about two years ago i was working a nine to five desk job and i was miserable i felt completely unfulfilled with what i was doing i actually had this little sign that had been given to me that said something like adventure awaits and i remember i would sit (laughs) at it i would sit at my desk and look at it like all day i'm like i'm such a hypocrite like take Mm. this sign down so Mm -hmm. i eventually decided to quit my job um sell all my stuff move out of my apartment in downtown troy and uh backpack europe for three months and um what ended up being about six months of travel total that year um the first three months i was traveling solo for about six or seven weeks um and it completely changed my life now where did you go when you traveled um so the first three months of europe i think i hit about 16 countries oh my gosh (laughs) yeah yeah so a lot of places um but i didn't plan out where i was gonna go i knew the first like two countries I would go to just you know once I get there I have to do this and this um but I kind of just played it by ear I would meet a lot of people who would tell me I should visit this place and this place um and so I would wake up in the morning and book my bus or my train or my flight somewhere um I didn't plan anything out and I couldn't have asked for a better experience that way now have you ever traveled before that moment did you ever travel to Europe or or what was that like yeah, um, I, I've traveled a lot growing up, um, never for that period of time. I actually didn't study abroad in college. Um, I was a biology major and I was pre-med. So I, in order to finish in time, I couldn't travel abroad, mm-hmm. which um, I kind of regretted. But after that experience, I don't, I don't think I would have had as cool of an experience after college in that backpacking mode um, that I would have had when I was studying abroad. So I'm kind of glad I did it in the reverse way. Um, So, yeah, I had traveled a lot. Um, I decided to backpack in Europe um, mostly because I had known 
other people who were doing it and they had such a great experience. Um, I thought it was a good place to start solo travel as well. So were you nervous about that? Before we even dive into your stories while you were traveling, that's a pretty big leap for people. Like not only to one, quit your full-time job, but two, to then travel solo as a woman um, can be really intimidating and really scary for people. So was that a difficult decision for you to make or um, was it something that you just felt called to do? Um, I definitely felt called to do it. I mean, the reason I was traveling in the first place was to really find myself as cliche as that sounds but figure out what my next step was try to figure out what was really important to me um, and important in my professional career as well Um, I faced a lot of backlash from my family and friends that was gonna be my other question yeah um, solo travel culture isn't a thing in the states it's very much a thing in Europe I mean the majority of the women I met traveling were by themselves Um, It's just much more widely accepted there. Um, So my parents were terrified. A lot of my family was terrified. Some of my friends said I was crazy for going. Um, But they just didn't really know what it was like in Europe. And like I said, that it's so widely accepted there. I felt safe the entire time. I mean, obviously, I was very smart. Um, I didn't go out by myself at night um, or you know, take any crazy risks when I was by myself, but it definitely was a life-changing experience for me. Yeah. I mean, in our culture too, we have like taken one, two, and three too. So I know (laughs) like I was, I was very fortunate to study abroad when I was in college and I went to Italy and, and still then like my whole family was nervous about me going over there because that's what's ingrained in their in their mind are those movies and those experiences of you know this girl travels by herself and then she gets taken and then the dad has to come to the rescue right and like (laughs) right and save her and so I think there are some some serious like threats and like you have to you know you have to just be smart when you're traveling um and 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 you know just just be smart but at the same time it's like I think we just get so many mixed messages in our brains too of like just fear-based messages of like this could happen or this could happen or this could happen and most of the time none of those things happen when you go and travel yeah I that was one of the biggest things that I noticed between U.S. culture and European culture is our culture is so Mm -hmm. fear-based whereas in Europe it's much more tolerant and um, you know women I feel I feel way more safe in Europe by myself than I even do in the States, actually. Mm. Um, And I actually held an event a couple weeks ago or about a month ago now called The Solo Traveler. And I interviewed three women um, at all different stages who had traveled solo abroad. And all of them said the same thing, that they felt more comfortable traveling alone. They felt more safe and comfortable traveling alone in Europe um, or actually South America, one of them, than they did sometimes just walking down the street in the states and I think a lot of it just has to do with fear culture that we have here it's really interesting that's so fascinating so tell us um especially because when you had left your job to go and travel and and kind of set out on this journey for yourself at that point did you have any intention of starting your own business no, not at all, actually. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about that. Like when you really set off on this journey, what were you what were you looking for when you say like I was I was looking to find myself? Yeah. So I had thought about starting my own business mm-hmm. a couple years prior, um, but I didn't think that going into my travels at all. Um, I guess I just wanted to really find out 
like come up with a system of values that everything that I did from there on out, whether it was in my professional life and my personal life would adhere to those values because I had just come from a job. Like I said, I mean, the business didn't feel like it was, it didn't have any impact on our local communities or communities afar. I felt like I didn't have any impact on the business. Yeah. I felt like I had limited impact on my community and I just really wanted to figure out you know, the next place that I work or the next thing that I do or the next relationship that I get in, how am I going to be more impactful? So really that whole journey was about how can I build something inside myself and outside um, that is impactful and meaningful to me? Like what does impact mean to me? Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because, I mean, I experienced the same type of thing when I graduated college and got a full-time job. I thought, originally that I had quote unquote made it like this is the moment that you work up for all your life um in our society of like you go to school you get good grades you go to college you get good grades you do all the extracurriculars you put yourself out there you go to networking events to to land this job one day and then you're in this job and I was like so unfulfilled that I hated getting out of bed every day and going to work and I was like as a 20 something I was like you got to be kidding me, right? right? There like, has to be more. There's got to be more. And I was left so unfulfilled. And it's funny because the more 20 somethings that I talk to, the more I hear that same story of I followed this path. I did what I was supposed to do. I got this great job. And for what? Like I was so unfulfilled. I hated it. And they kind of go on this quest for more. Definitely. I would agree with that because when I was in Europe, I was meeting a lot of other millennial age travelers who are Americans who were coming to the States because either they had graduated school or maybe they had also quit their job. And we all kind of bonded over that feeling. I think our generation can really see through BS, mm -hmm. like these societal norms of graduate college, get this well-paying job and just kind of stick there for the next 40, 50 years, like we're, we're just realizing that that's not enough for us. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really inspiring. And especially because we have so much opportunity now where like years ago, the internet was just being born. Right. And that wasn't a thing. And so now that the internet is a thing and gives us so much more opportunity to travel and make money and pursue something that's impactful and make money in different ways than the traditional, like show up at the office at nine, leave at five get your paycheck that type of thing um it's completely changed the game for us and i think because of that we're all searching for more of that meaning and i almost wonder too if part of it is like um growing up with the the generation that raised us of our parents and and watching them be unfulfilled in their jobs mm -hmm. and in their nine to five i almost wonder if that's inspired our generation to be like i see that and i see that lifestyle and that's not the lifestyle that i want to live definitely um, I also think, you know, right now in such an interesting time that we're living where there's so much like political and social turmoil and we have so we have so many talents like you have so yeah. many talents. There's so many people our age who have so many talents. It's like people are starting to think, how can I use that to better society? Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of shifting workplace culture. I think it's shifting people's philanthropic mindsets um, in a positive way. And um, I think people realize that they can have more impact if they start something of their own or they're part of a movement rather than sitting at a desk for eight mm -hmm. hours a day. Totally. So tell us more about the story of, you know, you leave your job, you get on the flight, you fly over. What was that first experience like when you stepped foot in Europe? Like I know for me, when I've gone to Europe, I, I do have that 
little bit of culture shock where especially the first couple of days I and it's a routine thing every time I travel I get this way of like I just get like oh my god what did I just do like where did I just land what did I get myself into um did you have that experience or what was that transition like for you when you landed um so when I first started my trip out I was actually with my best friend um so the first half of my trip I was traveling with friends or people that I knew um so I had been to Europe before the friend that I was traveling with hadn't been to Europe before Mm -hmm. Um, so it was interesting seeing Europe through her eyes being the first time she was there and interacting with people and some of the differences there Um, I would say that I adapted pretty quickly Um, I stayed in hostels pretty much Mm -hmm. the whole entire time so it's just such a good way to transition from you know the states and where everyone sounds the same and Mm -hmm. you know um, because you're meeting so many people um so many nice cool people well-traveled people of all um, different ages too. yeah definitely yeah. so that community was built pretty much right from the start so I kind of felt like I had a home like even though I was traveling hostel to hostel um people were just nice and they wanted to help you and they wanted to give you recommendations and they asked you to dinner and they asked you to do this with them and that with them so um that community a- aspect kind of uh welcomed me in from the mm-hmm. the beginning So what are some of your craziest or most memorable stories from this adventure? Um, My most memorable story was when I was in Amsterdam, Netherlands, traveling by myself. And um, I was there for about a week. And at the beginning of the week, I heard of this brewery. I'm I'm a big craft beer Mm -hmm. fan. Um, So I tried as much craft beer as I could in, in Europe. And I had this brewery I was like okay at some point this week I have to make it here so toward the end of my trip I went to this brewery and I was sitting at the bar by myself I was so solo travel again and there were these two American guys sitting next to me and I knew they were American because of their accents and Mm -hmm. they were older and so we started chatting and it was awesome we were there for about an hour and then they got up to leave and when they got up to leave they were like hey there's this other American girl from California here her name's Allie right on the other side of us you guys should connect and I was like okay I guess (laughs) and um, Allie had also been traveling by herself Um, she was actually a nanny in Italy for a year and they had brought her to Amsterdam for the weekend for some type of family event and Mm -hmm. she had a couple of hours off so she was at the brewery by herself and so the two of us met and we instantly hit it off Um, we she became my best friend like immediately after we've traveled now so much of Europe together um, a lot of the states together I went and visited her family for a couple weeks last summer in California she actually ended up moving from California to Albany where we live now um, for close to five months or so to help me start Comads Um, so that was just it kind of just was like the universe telling me that I I was doing the right thing and starting Comads it was like here's this person you met you know in a different country who you formed this amazing connection with and she was so instrumental in helping you form your business now it kind of all came full circle like starting this travel company with this woman that I met traveling you know it was crazy it was awesome it was definitely one of the best travel stories that I have now when did you get that spark of inspiration to start Comads? Um, so after my first three months, um, I could only stay in Europe for three months without a visa. So I came back, I worked at a temporary job for 
about two months to save up money because I wanted to go back. Yeah. So I went, ended up going back to Europe for two months. And during that time, I was with um, my friend Sam. And I knew I was like, after traveling and having all these amazing experiences, I had more been more creative than I had ever been in my life. Like I was thinking for myself for once instead mm-hmm. of thinking about completing assignments or working for somebody else. And I can't go back to that. I was like, Sam, there's no way I can go back to sitting at a nine to five or um, working for another company. And so I started thinking, how can I combine my two passions, travel and community service, um, into something, into a movement, into something that transforms communities and transforms individuals? And so during that time, I, I realized that I wanted to start Comads, this travel company that curates experiences within the United States that focus again on local culture and community service. And I was in Belgium, um, Brussels, Belgium, actually, and Sam and I were having a beer. And I'm thinking, I'm like, what would I call it? Like this thing, this thing that builds Mm -hmm. community. It's about collaboration. It's about travel nomads. And he was like, comads. And I was like, yeah, there it is. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So once I left Europe, I like that stint, that two month stint, I was like, no matter what it takes, when I get home, I have to start this thing. So I know you mentioned before you even left, you had a lot of um, resistance from family and friends about even taking this this leap. So when you came back and then told them, you know, hey, I'm back from Europe. And guess what? I want to start a business <laughs> and be an entrepreneur, <laughs> especially because, too, um, like you said, your your college background is in biology. It's not mm-hmm. even like like your business background or anything like that. So when you came back then and told them about this new idea that you have, did you face more resistance or were they accepting to it? Like, how was that for you? Yeah, I think my parents especially have kind of realized that I am just always going to do everything that I want to do and I'm not going to listen to anybody else. So (laughs) I think like me kind of quote unquote defying them and going to Europe um, and quitting my really good job they kind of were just at that point they're just like she's just gonna do it like there's nothing we can do about it um and and kind of my other family too like my grandma and um they everyone was pretty supportive I mean I think they thought I was off my rocker a little bit but Mm -hmm. everyone was pretty supportive because like I said I think me taking that leap to travel by myself and traveling for such a long period of time kind of showed that there's nothing you can do or say to hold me back from doing what I want to do so I would just bite your tongue at this point. <laughs> that's and, and honestly, that's that's how I felt about starting my business too. Is like for me, and I'm sure you felt this too. Um, for me, starting my business was so much more a calling than something that just was what I wanted to do. And and because it had such a stronger um, like momentum behind it of being this calling and being something that I know, like I just have to do this and I have to figure it out. Um, because of that, I didn't let the outside resistance and the outside opinion stop me from mm-hmm. doing that um, because I just felt like it was my duty to to step into this role, to be an entrepreneur, to make a bigger impact and do all these things. And I think that was, for me, my driving motivation. It sounds like for you, the same type of thing of like, you knew this was just something that you had to create and you let other people think what they wanted to think and they can get you know, on board or they can stay at the train station, but either way, you're moving forward. Yeah, and I found in my experience and in talking to a lot of people like you and other entrepreneurs, no one is really ever going to tell you 110% like, yes, you should quit your job right now and start a business. <laughs> like right. not one person I've talked to, that's been the experience. Yeah. So if there's something that you firmly believe in and 
um, you feel like you have the groundwork and the motivation and can hold yourself accountable, I think you just really have to do it. And I, it's, it's so frustrating because so many of my friends and so many people I know are like, oh, I would love to do what you're doing. I, ha- I have this idea. I want to do this. And it's like, do it. Like, take the first right. step and do it. Like, you can do it. There's nothing right. special about me that makes me right. have an ability, a special ability to start a business. Like, you could do it. Right. Um, and it's hard work, but I think so many people are just terrified and fear just encapsulate mm-hmm. them. And, you know, people are telling them that they shouldn't do it or they should think about X, Y, and Z. There's never going to be a perfect time to do it. Never. Right. right. You just got to take the leap. And I think part of it too, what I ask myself on days when it's hard and when, on days when it's challenging and I'm really questioning like, what am I doing? Um, on those days, I ask myself like, is there anything else I'd rather be doing? And every time I ask myself that question, since I started entrepreneurship, the answer has continually come back, no. And when that answer comes back, no, I know it's like, all right, then I just got to pick myself up and keep moving forward because this, even though it, it seems hard and even though I got to roll up my sleeves, get my hands dirty, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. So it's like, I love that you got, you got to keep going. Um, so for me, I, as I mentioned before, like I traveled in college and so I spent four months over in Italy and there I was, I was doing my studies and everything like that. But there was so much I learned in more so the day to day than, than the, the big experiences that have now helped me in my entrepreneurial journey. Um, so what would you say are some of those learning lessons for you that you learned while you were traveling that still help you today in your business? I think the biggest thing that I learned um, was how to tap into my creativity. So like I said, when I was in Europe for a few months and not working, obviously, and kind of could do whatever I wanted to, um, especially when I was by myself, I figured out how to um, really challenge my own thoughts, my Mm -hmm. worldview, and um, I put myself into situations that would make me ultra creative. Um, And like I said, I was writing, I was writing all the time. I would record myself on my phone talking about ideas. If someone ever finds my phone, they're going to think I'm <laughs> a psycho. Um, That's probably awesome to go back and listen to, though. It is really cool because literally like the day after we came up with the name Comads, I have this like 20 minute long stint of me oh, talking so about cool. what my v- vision of Comads would be like five years down the road. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. And I encourage you if you're listening and you're starting your own business. Um, one piece of advice that I've gotten um, that I've kind of accidentally did or along the way was just like recording everything mm-hmm. record take pictures of where your desk is when you're first starting out because it all tells a story mm-hmm. it all tells a story like those recordings I'm gonna look back on that in five years and it's gonna be so awesome to see you know my ideas then and now um, but yeah I think travel has just really taught me how like how to dive into my creativity and so now if I'm feeling a creative block I do some of the things that I was doing in Europe that really sparked that in me and um, took time for myself and took time for self-reflection and time for self-care which I think is really important when you're starting a business. Now something that I know I face a challenge with and it might be different because I was traveling while going to school while you were you were done with that in and intentionally taking this time for yourself to go and explore. But the reason why I asked this question is because I had a client reach out to me yesterday and and ask me this question of, do you ever, when you were traveling specifically, did you ever feel guilty 
for not working on work-related stuff. Like I know for me when I was traveling in college, I felt guilty whenever I A, wasn't busy, which especially in the Italian culture is like the complete opposite. Like they take their own time and everything. Like everything is much slower pace. Um, They take time to intentionally relax or take a nap during the day. And so for me, I felt guilty whenever I wasn't busy or whenever I wasn't doing work. So did you feel that when you were traveling? Because I know that's a common thing that that I have heard amongst entrepreneurs as they feel guilty when they're not working on something that they feel like is productive towards their business. But when you were traveling, did you ever feel that guilt? I definitely did a little bit, um, mostly when I was traveling solo and I had time, a lot of time to think. Um, But I think once I started tapping into that creativity and really started that self-reflection of how I could be impactful, how when I get back home, how I'm going to you know, go on professionally, um, I started realizing that, well, this is time that I never had that I need. Mm -hmm. Like, this is something I feel everybody needs at some point in their life before they start making all these crazy decisions is Mm -hmm. just to be alone and reflect for a long period of time. And so once I realized how productive I was being in terms of like kind of manifesting my own destiny Mm -hmm. I started releasing some of that guilt and I was like this is a period that I need this is a growth period Mm -hmm. that is essential for me to be successful in whatever my next step is going to be and it's so funny because it's almost like we gain this mentality as an adult like it's not okay to take breaks and it's not okay to do this because if you think about it like growing up as kids we always had summer break we had a winter break we had all of these things that intentionally were put into our calendars and into our schedules to stop doing work for a little bit and take time for ourselves and rest and rejuvenate and then as adults it's almost like that vanishes where all of a sudden if you take even a week off for yourself it's looked at as like how like why are you doing that like you can't you have deadlines to hit you have all this stuff to do and it's like as soon as we do take that pause and take that break that allows like us to to rest and rejuvenate and listen to our bodies and our hearts instead of just being all up in our minds all the time Definitely. I agree. I think it's so important. I mean, I remember um, a couple months ago in April, I was really sick for almost two weeks and I couldn't do anything. And I think I was sick for a week longer than I would have been because of all the anxiety and guilt that I felt that I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't done one thing this week, Mm. one productive thing this week. Like, what am I doing? I'm lazy, Mm -hmm. this and that. And it probably prolonged my sickness because I was Mm -hmm. feeling all of that. And I think it's a shame. And I think that there is some awareness surrounding that now like hustle Mm -hmm. culture isn't healthy right um and i think i just started hearing about it over the last couple of months so i'm hoping that we can be the ones to try to transition that mindset because it's it's not effective like you're gonna burn out quick there's not gonna be a business if you're working 24 7 and you're not taking care of yourself right and something that um, i was just talking about with someone else earlier today was as an entrepreneur like you have to think of yourself like a pro athlete and you have to take care of yourself and you have to train as if you were a pro athlete because imagine if a pro athlete didn't watch the food they ate didn't train didn't show up for themselves and then all of a sudden they go got to go play a super bowl and it's like they didn't they didn't do any of the pre-work they didn't take care of themselves so how well do you think they're going to play you know it's the same way like when you're an entrepreneur and you got to show up for 
even if you're the only one in your business right now, like you still got to show up for you and your business. And if you're not taking care of yourself as if you're a pro athlete and like taking care of your mind, body and soul, then when you show up on game day, you're probably not going to perform that well. Right. That's a really good piece of advice. I like thinking about it like that. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I think it because it's true. It's like as entrepreneurs, we have to be the ones to show up and um, bringing this back to travel. It's like there's so many things that I learned from travel that now apply into my entrepreneurship journey and, and life that it's like if I never did those things, like I don't know how I would show up in my business. And one of them is even being just holding your breath and taking a leap. And I remember when I was getting ready to to board my flight when I was getting ready to study abroad for four months and I've I had never been away for four months from my family and nonetheless in a different country and um, I was seeing someone at the time so like we were going to be in completely separate countries for four months and I remember just having so much anxiety with my suitcase and just like waiting to board the plane and I was like what am I getting myself into and especially then too I say it like it's so long ago but really it was only um probably like four or five years ago now but even then when we were over there it's like our phones didn't have wi-fi hotspots or anything like that and so you couldn't use your phone when you walked out and when you were going to get groceries or anything like you really didn't have access to your phone so maps and everything like that like we just had to navigate on our own and like if you got lost you got lost and you had to figure out how to get yourself back home Mm -hmm. and that was that was that so there are plenty of times that we went to new cities and just got completely lost and like we would go to a coffee shop or something try and hook up to their wi-fi and their wi-fi wouldn't work like we called it fake wi-fi because we would five yeah wi-fi yeah wi-fi because we try and hook up to it and it'd be like you're connected and then you try and get on the internet or use your maps and it was like just wouldn't work so first of all we had to tap into more of our potential more of our creativity by finding your way home and like (laughs) otherwise you were stuck in this foreign country for the night and and that was it so i think like two of the things that I learned were one going to take that jump even when you're scared and doing things even when you're scared mm-hmm. um, was a huge lesson for me and two learning how to navigate and I guess another lesson that kind of naturally goes with that is going with the flow which we just talked about before we started recording this of like there were times when we'd have bus tickets printed or train tickets printed and all this stuff and then um something would delay us we'd miss the bus have to redo all of our like plans of what we're going to do that day where we're going to go and all this stuff and um i remember one story in particular we were just starting our spring break and so we had train tickets to go from florence to um where were we going to oh pisa we're going to pisa and so we were waiting in this long line for our tickets and the train was like it was clocking down to like when the train was about to leave and so we were waiting in this line for literally at least like a half an hour to get our tickets and we're like oh my god like what are we gonna do now and I remember just a split thinking in myself where I was looking at all the windows that were available for us to go up to the to the counter to buy our tickets Mm -hmm. and there was one that had like a little a shorter line and it was like for a completely different thing it wasn't for this train but I was like you know what I'm just gonna take a risk and I went and booked it and left the other line and like did whatever I had to do but ultimately I got our tickets we ran to the train like made it on the train so I learned like resourcefulness and when you see an opportunity take it Mm -hmm. because like you got to be the one to take initiative otherwise your train's gonna leave and you're gonna still be at the tracks so like you got to be the one to like and this ties all of those lessons together of face your fear like even if you're scared that you can't communicate with someone or they're gonna say no or whatever it is like face your fear be resourceful when you see an opportunity 
take it and um and like go with the flow of things because not everything is going to go the way you planned yeah definitely i mean so many of these travel stories are just great analogies to life oh my gosh yeah. and i think too um, one final thing that i want to share about what travel had taught me was um just reliability on your own intelligence yes and not doubting yeah. yourself like when i was traveling by myself I was the only one who could help myself. Yep. Like you just have to rely on the fact that you will figure out everything that comes your way. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely translatable into entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, in anyone's professional career. Like you really just have to trust your abilities. And when that moment comes, just know that you're going to figure it out. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, I started my business with two things. One was the knowing that life could be better. And two was the knowing that everything is figure outable. So I will, I will, I'm going to get a tattoo yeah. on me. <laughs> so everything is, everything's figure outable. Like we got Google, we got YouTube, we have libraries, like we have all of these amazing resources. So whatever challenge you come up against, like you can figure it out or you can hire someone else to figure it out for you. Definitely. And the same goes with travel and business. Um, so Gabby, I loved having you on the show today. I know we're going to do more podcasts together, so I can't wait to yeah. have you on. Any last thoughts for um, our listeners? If you were to give them a piece of advice in terms of traveling and business, what would it be? I want to use Comads, my business, as a vehicle to help people become more mindful in their traveling. When you're traveling somewhere new, immerse yourself in their culture, form community, whether that's asking the the bartender at the local bar for recommendations and maybe exchanging information with them to hook up down the road. you know, face issues head on when you're traveling. Don't take a vacation just to completely escape what's going on in the world. Try to make someone's life a little bit better. Try to really learn about a community and take that home with you and and make an impact. So thank you so much, Alexi, for having me. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Hopefully I'll be on about 200 more episodes. (laughs) Oh yeah. This this is just the beginning. Um, so where can people find you and get in touch with you or get in touch with Comads? Yeah, um, definitely find me on Instagram at C-O period M-A-D-S Comads um, or send me an email, Gabby at C-O hyphen M-A-D-S dot com. I'm a connector. I love to connect about anything. Let's collaborate. Let's talk more about travel. Let's talk more about entrepreneurship. Um, thank you so much for listening. Love it. You're welcome. We'll talk to you again soon. And guys, thank you for listening. If you want more success secrets of everything I wish I knew before I quit my nine to five and started my own business, you can get my book, 17 Success Success Secrets, for free by going to www.17successsecrets.com. All right, guys, this was another episode of Building My Empire, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.